On this episode of Resi Week, we cover CES 2021 and 2020 and just add power at Dante. All this and more on this episode of Resi Week. The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. This is Resi Week, episode 259, Bleep and Bleep. Support for AV Nation is brought to you by Blackwire Designs, the go-to distributor for the CI industry with an extensive product lineup backed by unmatched sales and system support. Anytime dealers need it, even after hours or on the weekend. Welcome to this episode of Resi Week. This is your weekly roundup of all the latest news and stories for the residential AV your host, Matthew Scott, for avnation.tv. This is our first uh, recorded live show of 2021. And don't laugh, Heather. It's, it is what it is. And I'm very excited because we have kind of like the my, my, my brother and my sister of the, of the biz in on this show. It's going to be fun. First of all, we have Heather Sidorowicz. She is the president of Southtown AV. And a very happy Bills fan today. How are you doing? Yes, Heather? she is. I think that we should take the whole podcast and discuss about how great my team is. I, I have loved watching Alan mature really quickly. It has it's been, been a blast. Amazing. I mean, so 25 years we've waited for this. Poor guy has done. the whole weight of the entire city on his shoulders. He seems to handle it pretty well, though. He does. He's been great in prime time. Very exciting. They're 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 doing really well. They're having a lot of fun. And um, as a minor side note, what they did for uh, Lamar Jackson's um, he if you missed the game and, and we'll get into tech in a sec. But if you missed the game, he got knocked out. I think in the third quarter. He did. Uh, he that, got a concussion, so he was taken off you know, the field. It wasn't a crazy protocol. hit. It wasn't you know. No, it wasn't bad. Mean players. It was just an unfortunate yeah. you know fall backward situation. But as of uh, this morning, mo- Monday morning, the Bills Mafia, if you will, has already raised something like three hundred plus thousand dollars for his charity that he runs. Which is, I, I don't think I've ever seen that um, in 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 football where something like that happened and uh, a, another team responded kind of like that. But it's been really really cool to watch. That's how we roll. We seem like we seem gruff, you know, because we have to handle that cold weather, but. Yeah, but, but uh, Buffalo's good people. Good, yeah. good, good people. Well, you're there, so that's how we gauge the whole city now. That's okay. right. Next, we have my brother who's somewhat ignoring me today for reasons I do not understand because I'm a gem. Uh, that is Stephen Bronner. He is the owner of Pro Audio Georgia. How you doing, buddy? Man, I'm out freaking standing. It's a, uh, it's a beautiful day here in Georgia. I have uh, finished my battle with COVID. Uh, trying Roger, to get you had COVID? Yeah, girl. And you lived. I thought everybody dies. Everyone does. <laughs> I, um, I'm trying to get my lungs healed up, but uh, other than that, everything is out freaking standing. Should I have and, a mask on? <laughs> and just for the record, next time you think it's bad being a Bills fan waiting 25 years, just think of all those poor Georgia fans that have waited over 40. I, w- I was going to bring that up. Um but I didn't, I didn't want to rub salt in it. Let me go I, back though, Georgia. We've been to the Super Bowl four times and we've lost. You lost twice on. in a row to the Cowboys, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Hey, so you, know, you know, Bill. Longer than 25 years. You know what Bill stands for? 
boy, I like losing Super Bowls. <laughs> Not anymore. Not, Not anymore. This Not this year. Let's go. All right. Let's uh, let's kick this off because as Heather alluded to, we could probably talk about that all day long. But if you missed it somehow last week uh, was CES. So we're going to kick the show off <clears throat> with a little bit of C CES coverage. Uh, as I said, if you missed it, uh, it was actually kind of easy to do. It was not dominating the press cycles like it normally does. It wasn't not even social media. No, it wasn't really on social. It wasn't really on. It definitely wasn't on broadcast news very much. Normally, even our local uh, TV station will cut in on the six o'clock news every day to talk about what was debuted at CES. Um, and they didn't even mention it. Now, there was some other stuff going on around the world, so that might have been like part of it. Castle. But uh, there were a couple of things that happened at CES, um, mainly uh, the, the things that you would expect. There were some new TVs that were brought up by Samsung and LG, and, and, and Sony had some stuff. Samsung brought a whole whack of new phones and, and some other goodies there. Uh, there, was, there was quite a few things but it wasn't the predominant you know headline grabbing typical expectation that ces is heather i, I want to start with you in this and rather than necessarily dig into what was announced what wasn't announced etc this was obviously a virtual show this was obviously a, a large change to what normally ces looks like now we saw a, a fair amount of reports of people who normally would not really even follow ces because they had access, they attended some sessions. They they listened to some keynotes. Um, I saw a couple of the keynotes, and, and some of them were really, really good. Some of them were okay. Uh, my favorite part was the majority of them were 30 minutes. Which that was, was the greatest part. That should always be. Always be 30 minutes. Um, but this was really, dare I say, a just kind of a meh year. It, it, it was minor advancements my minor changes things that are ooh cool you're doing things with quantum that you've bemoaned for years but now you're going to do it because it's cool um is this year going to be just kind of a blip in ces or is this possibly going to change the way ces addresses ces mm. Excellent question. Um, I think that virtual conferences just aren't there. You can't, it, it's just not the same. I haven't attended one that I've walked away from thinking, wow. Um, so I think there's work to do. I think that, um, I think that this year is probably a blip and I'm sure they're hoping that they can just round right back in 2022. Um, but I, I think that the most important takeaway is that there will have to be some kind of hybrid and we have to reinvent, um, not just the product, but the way that we, the way that conferences work, the way that we show off those products. Um, a 30 minute presentation is, is good. It's good because it's shorter and they could throw in videos in there and they were pre-recorded, but there's just, it's not the same as standing up there and seeing it for the first time, having it work, or even better yet, having it not work. Um, <laughs> I don't think like it's funny where CES is always shows. that one show that everybody knows, right? When you say, mm -hmm. hey, I'm in, I'm in an AV, they're like, oh, you, you know CES? <laughs> um, so yeah, it will, I think it will be back. I hope that it, it takes this time out to a bit reinvent. 
I like that. One, one, just before we move on to Stephen, one of the things that I was curious with was your take on, do you think it was a, like a, a speed bump year because it was a speed bump year or because the pandemic changed manufacturing and, and R and D for so many companies? I think it pivoted too. So I, I think it's, yes, I think it's a speed bump year. And I, yes, I think it's pandemic due because, but I also think it changed things. So either people had to stop the R and D they were doing if they weren't set up to go hybrid or, or remote and also it changed focus. So where we may have been coming up with technologies that are getting all these people in a room, all of a sudden we, oh, we, now we need to bring something like a stupid flushable toilet hands-free. It's like, it don't need a hands-free flushable toilet because I should wash my bleep and bleep hands. <laughs> what she's saying is wash okay. your hands. And I feel like they've had automatic toilets for a while now. They like, have. I missed something yeah, But they bring it back, right? So they can say, oh, look, the faucet, the faucet that you don't need your hands for either. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Fun times. Stephen, let me, let me come to you. You you followed this a fair amount. You obviously saw the, the, the same TV announcements that I saw. You saw the uh, projector that's got airplay. Like, th- again, the typical things. Was there something in there? In, in the show that you saw that made you go, oh, that's really, really cool. I can't wait to get hands-on, see it, or I can't wait to see it fail. Um, almost everything that was shown looked like garbage to me. Um, I, I have- uh, Tell me how you feel. Yeah, so here's the deal. Would you stop had, sugarcoating? Gosh darn <laughs> So they had to come out with something, and I get it. R&D is short. People are out of work. You can't get parts, all these things. I get it. So what do they do? They come out with a bunch of half-developed garbage. Um, You look through, go to Wired Magazine and look through their top 75 or 80 things they found at CES, and you will come to the same conclusion I did, which is last year there were a lot of very bored engineers. Um, So here's two things that I saw that I thought were very cool. Neither one of them have anything to do with AB. Thing number one, LG, they got my heart, man. They, they, they heard my soul cry out. They have a new fridge that makes ice cubes, ice pellets, and ice spheres for us whiskey guys. Hell yeah! So uh, let's just, uh, that was people cheering in the background. I know you couldn't hear that. So, um, no. So we got whiskey spheres coming straight out of the LG ice maker. Me love you long time. Oh, my God. Uh, second thing that was kind of cool. I don't know if you guys caught this, but Samsung decided to get into the home robot race and they made what looks virtually like battle tanks for your house. Um, it is, it is so cool. Look it up. Uh, it does not look like a little disc that your cat. Talking about the handy bot that washes the dishes and pours you glass wine. Oh no, not that one. This is like a Roomba, but it looks like a tank. Oh, right, right, right. right. Tank one. The camera's on it. Yeah, it's got a camera on it for security, and it, like, sweeps the floors. And I, and the first thing I thought when I saw it was, I could put a saw blade on that thing and go on TV and win some awards. I, it just looks like a battle tank. It really does. So um, those were two things that I saw that were really cool. Uh, a lot of wasted technology, a lot of wasted time. Um, you know, this pandemic, yeah, it's bad. I'm not downplaying the pandemic. I had COVID. I freaking get it. But the other side is, is it's not going to change our world. 
you know, in it, we've got a vaccine coming out. Everything in the world doesn't have to be pandemic based. Um, who was it? Uh, not Turtle so, Beach, but so you're not buying the razor face mask with razor. No, 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 amplification. I didn't want to give them any airtime. That's what I was going to say. I was just going to bring it up. Razor made a face mask. Hey, get out of here with that garbage. Don't nobody need that garbage. Now, when I go to pick up, like, takeaway food, and I can't hear them behind the glass, I wish they were wearing a Razor voice amplifying face mask. Just saying. See, I'm going to be honest with you, brother. And, and, and it's a different world down here in the southeast. Yeah, we're locked down, so that's why. Yeah, and up north where Heather is, everything is locked down. And so so down here we have fewer cases than a lot of those places that are completely locked down and everything's open here. Um, I walked into a restaurant today for lunch, went to my table, sat down, never once. We don't want to talk about it. No, no, no. Don't yeah. don't don't bring so, that up. So just so people understand they're listening to the podcast, it is different. Our country is separated right now and in the Southeast, you know, people think it's crazy, but look at the numbers. We're not all locked down and crazy right now. And, and things are so crazy that you're not a democratic state. Don't bring that. Don't start with that. All right, let's, we're going to transition. This technical break. <laughs> We've got technical difficulties. Uh, Air 404, Stephen not found. Um we're not gonna. We're we're not going there, Heather. I'm having a good day. So, um, so anyway. So talk, yeah. It's, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Talking about devices that and tech that's just ridiculous. The one that caught my eye, which is the the only one I'm I'm gonna mention, was, and the headlines what killed me. Afraid of leaving your kid in a hot car. Oh yeah. There's a device for that. And you, Never know once. That, you know where that device is? Right here. Never once did I forget that my kid was in the back seat. My wife's new Highlander has a thing that when you turn the freaking car off, it says, check, check the, back the back seat. seat. <laughs> All right. So we, we've, yeah, so we've covered, th- don't buy that. Don't help that company at all. That's ridiculous. Be better people. All right. So let, let's, let's shift topics for a second. As both Heather and Stephen and myself alluded to, there's always a ton of ridiculous tech that's shown. And and I don't mean that as the insult it sounds like it is. It's just it's there's it's so an much, insult. There's so much vaporware. There's so much I was bored and I developed this. And look, now what's cool about a lot of this stuff is in its first iteration, it doesn't always play. But that technology, a lot of times, is it evolves and becomes something that's actually beneficial. One of the things I want to do is, and and this came from, to us from The Verge, they looked back on 2020 and what was released in 2020 and sh- talked about what hit and what didn't, which I don't remember seeing too much of this. We, we always kind of think back and go, oh, remember when they, yeah, that didn't work. Um, it's a really cool article to look at. Stephen, when you when you look back at 2020 and CES from 2020 and look at that list of stuff that was either a hit or completely ridiculous, is there anything there that stood out and made you say, well, yeah, of course that was a hit or, well, yeah, of course that failed and fell flat on its face? Oh, yeah. 
feel like I teed you up for that just too well. Let me tell you, and this is going to hurt some feelings in our industry. You wanted this but segue. There the are S-Pod. people. There are people that are forcing this biophilia crap on their customers. But I will tell you, I talk to a lot of integrators, and almost everybody I talked to said that was never going to happen. It's a dumb idea for like 1% of 1% of our customers. And just because people in our industry put it in every publication and said it was going to be the next greatest thing and then left and went on vacation. I mean, uh, and then, you know, they pushed it on our industry. And I said from the beginning, this is garbage. It's garbage. People are people put pool tables in rooms they never touch. People are not going to spend that much money. And then and and have a room where they go in to listen to crickets chirp and they meditate. It's just not going to freaking happen. I don't so, think that it's about the chick, the crickets. The concept is a better life lived with technology. I, the concept is garbage as well. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> the, so here's the thing. Had, like light, that your your type of light is important. Uh huh. I get it. And medically, you're right. Now, how many biophilia rooms have you built? Because you have a very good company. So I consider you to be very successful. No, I don't say that they're biophilia. I would just say that they're rooms that you, it's, so whether you take that name or not, it's about having a better experience with technology. And that should include things like, you know, I'm going to have dimmer lights on in the morning and brighter lights on during the day. We've all been in that restaurant where the light, the LEDs are so cheap you can see your hands move. Um, right, I get it. What I'm asking you is, is and, and this is the discussion that I've had with several integrators, it's a painful admission to make. They spent a lot of money marketing and convinced just the right people in our industry to talk about it, and it has fallen flat on its face. I'm talking about you're throwing out the article. You wanted to say like what just what you're what you think is important. <laughs> yeah, I, the article was interesting to me. Yes, I'm throwing that out because honestly, in our the the stuff that happens at CES doesn't really most of it doesn't apply to our industry. We're no, we're custom industry. Come out of it. So if, if we look at like if we're doing technology to make people's life better, shades, lights, audio, video, there's some things that are out there to make either that or the world a better place. Like. The idea of uh, Samsung came out with a remote that's solar powered. Do we really need, is it hard to change batteries? No, but is it better long-term for the world? Yes. So, you know, so uh, let me, let me, let me ask know. you guys, hold on, hold on. Let me ask you guys this then. If CES is not a, a big deal for our industry, and I'm not debating necessarily that it is, but I would argue that the marketing power behind it, had CES not, uh, what, two years ago, three years ago, pushed 4k like crazy would you be able would you have had an easier time or a harder time going to sell 4k to a client down the road uh i don't think it would have made a bit of difference see and i think you're wrong because i feel that the power of ces and again whether it's a hit or a miss is that they have such a strong following typically in national press, in general consumers who are enthusiastic about technology. And it's the only platform for these other places too, right? So it's the only platform for something like BioMilk 
to come out and get some press to get out what that is, that you can take a breast milk and send it to a place and they can create a formula. Did you see that one? They can create a formula like that's perfectly tuned here. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying like mm-hmm. that is a better life thing. That is. Sure. Is it? <laughs> yes. For babies. Maybe. We don't know. We don't know the long-term effects of that. I we mean, don't, but conceptually for all of these products that are introduced or conceptualized there, it's a platform to get out to the public for them to talk about it. And of course, the ones that aren't going to sell are the ones they talk about the most. Last year, it was the robot that folded laundry that took 17 hours to do that. Like we're not, we're not going to see that in our home, but conceptually, like it's a platform to talk about how cool technology can be. And so, in the trickle down of that, they talk about TVs, which is good. Um, they talk about some audio stuff, which is good. Gaming's big. So let me let me tell you why I don't think it would have made a difference to my clientele. Curved TVs. Curved TVs were all the thing at CES. You had to have it. Best Buy, every person that worked at Best Buy swore and will still swear that curved TVs are amazing. Curved TVs were an engineering problem fixed by marketing. It was always an engineering problem fixed by marketing. I talked to the people at the engineer at Samsung that was working on it whenever they decided to drop it. It was an engineering problem fixed by marketing. I have never once sold a curved TV to a client. I have had. I don't clients. think I either. I would yeah. see many of them the other way. Yeah. So I've had clients ask me about curved TVs, but our job is to steer our clients but away hold from on, garbage hold on, technology. Hold on. You, you said you, you proved my point right there, though. You had a bunch of clients who asked you about curved TVs. If yeah. it wasn't for CES and the power of CES, and again, I, I don't think it's necessarily well-placed power, but you know, how many- like the government. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, gosh. It's also gonna, a marketing company. We're totally going to get flagged for this episode. All right, let's let's episode ever. Let's change topics completely. This is the best episode. It is here. I'm enjoying. <laughs> All right, let's change topics. This story comes to us from Residential Systems. Just add power's path to Dante. Uh, in this article, just add power, and specifically, uh, one of our good friends over there. <clears throat> Mr. Taft Strickland talks about what happened and, and what grew and caused uh, Just Add Power to get into a relationship with Audinate, who uh, is the governing body over Dante. One of the really, really cool things about this is not just the Dante aspect, but the fact that uh, most Dante products you see out there, uh, specifically because uh, Dante comes out of the pro AV space, uh, it's two channel and only two channel. And heck, half of the the dongles you can get for Dante are single channel. It's a single XLR. But this cool new chip that Just Ed Power has with Dante has eight channels of audio, which is fantastic and gives a lot of flexibility. Heather, let me let me start with you on this. Dante is something that uh, you and I have have talked about a for a couple of years, but we've known about for quite a few years because we both do a lot of work in in pro and, and commercial where. Dante is really, especially in the pro world, Dante is taking over. Agreed. I, I could not tell you the last time I sold a traditional analog audio snake. We just sell Dante snakes. That's all it is. Why wouldn't you? Exactly. It's a single cable. It's, it's fantastic. In the residential space, 
uh, Taft and, and Just at Power are making a, a real strong move, getting an eight-channel uh, chipset. But what is, even, even with those advances, what is going to hold back Dante? Is it integrators not understanding it and not willing to change and go down that route? That never happens. Never. Or is it the still limited number of manufacturers? I, I don't know of a, a single, and you or, or Stephen, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know of a single AVR manufacturer that is embedding Dante, which if they did, that would be amazing. Not that you can get an AVR these days anyway. You can't buy one, but if you could. But if you could. And you could get it with Dante. Um, the answer is C, all the above. It's just, it's it's new. It's it's new and it's starting. And it's just like Infocom probably years ago when you were in the pro, I was on commercial and I didn't know, you know, Matt, what is this Dante thing? Like, what? Like, this is, let me explain to you. Um, I think it's going to be the same thing for the Resi world. It's, it's going to be a trickle down or trickle over. But we see a lot of that, right? So at CES, they, you know, someone talked about like, hey, did you see there's a transparent screen? I'm like, I saw that in 2019 Infocom. Yeah. They had those transparent screens. So that's like old news to me, but brand new to them. Same concept. Very good. Steven, uh, Dante is still making inroads. The fact that Taft and, and the, the JAP team have brought this together is fantastic for them. It, it, it'll be fantastic. I haven't played with one yet, but I can't wait to. It's going to be really, really cool. But same thing. It, as an integrator, do you hesitate to spec Dante or use Dante because of is it a is it a skill set situation? Is it an unfamiliarity issue, or is it just that hey, our our favorite brand of speakers don't use Dante? Dante is an amazing technology, and I really love the fact of what I really love the fact that just that power jumped on top of it and advanced it. I see nothing wrong with that. The problem is is that it's a one trick pony right now. So. You've got one company doing it and doing it well. Uh, I think Alon, and, and don't quote me on this, but I think Alon's doing Dante. It's either Dante or ABB, but I think it's Dante. I believe it's Dante. Yeah. So yeah, look at the look at Heather's face. She's like, "Where are my control four people? What the hell?" So, uh, but Alon is doing Dante on on. Yeah. <laughs> So Alon is doing Dante, and uh, um, the, Alon's doing a lot of amazing things uh, that kind of came out of nowhere the last two years. But the um, what I will say is is that I think it's an amazing technology to bring over. It's the perfect crossover technology. Uh, the problem is is that there's so few people doing it right now that um, until it gets a little wider adoption, which is kind of a self-serving prophecy, you know it. You're not, nobody's going to use it until everybody uses it, but everybody's not going to use it. So it's, um, I fear that it may not go that far. Um, I think that it may go further for commercial applications for just that power. I but don't you a, think that because, but Dante is not proprietary and it, correct me if I'm wrong. It's not. Isn't yeah. the whole cool part about Dante is it works on the with anything. pro side, you can get Dante in, in, in anyone's equipment. Mm -hmm. the same concept, right? So it's more and more of these manufacturers pick it up, that's what will eventually push it forward. See, if And, and I, I agree with you 100%. I think the issue is 
um, and I hate this because I hear this all the time, but our customers, our side of the industry is kind of a small percentage of most companies' sales. Um, so my concern is, is that we're going to be screaming, we need Dante and Sony, Marantz, Yamaha, whatever your given receiver is, uh, even audio control. They're going to look at it and go, you want us to spend all this money to integrate a feature that only pros are going to use. Like their consumer base is never going to use that. Best Buy people are never going to use that. So that it's a hard sell for the manufacturer. I would love it. Just like I, I, think, think, that, yeah, I think that we could push that. If we took, maybe we should just all talk about it because look like Yamaha is Avantage, right? The idea is uh, you're selling a better one out there or Sony ES, like the, that, that would be a, so much better. Like, like how many icons do you have on the bottom of your AVRs these days? Yeah, but here's the thing. And I want to point something out. Uh, four port switch and an AVR receiver was one of the greatest ideas I'd ever seen. It was an amazing idea. Um, and it lasted two years, two or three years. And it was gone mm -hmm. because most of the people using that were us because other people would set their Apple TV right on top of the receiver and then use it on Wi-Fi. So, so that's the, it's that's the same thing, the, isn't it? <laughs> exactly. It's like for people who can't see this on video. So, um, so, so here's my thing. Um, I think it's a great, I really love the guys that just have power. They have always been on the edge, the cutting edge of what they're doing. Uh, there are people that say yada, yada does it better. Yada does it. But honestly, the, the, the advances that they've made in rotating images, resizing images, digital signage applications are just amazing. So I think it's a great technology for them on the commercial side. I just don't know. And Heather, I'm with you. If you want to start, I've got to pick it and we'll put a, some signs up and we'll march around. I mean, people are, I am not joining the protest these days. Nice try. <laughs> we, can do, we can do a quiet, respectable, Peaceful. maybe, maybe Canadian ish. Can, yeah, we'll go to Canada to do it. Yeah. We'll do a Canadian ish, um, request for request to be heard dang it um Did we have to apologize for the protest after we finish that oh yeah. enduring no you have to take breaks oh. it's oh, mandated right. every five minutes you must take a break to apologize for asking so strongly for avb i can't i can't protest with i can't protest with you canadians man y'all put gravy on french Let, fries and I'm it's just, amazing oh, and you've missed the it. greatest thing ever i know i gotta get them up here sometime but he Let's be honest. Cold. There's no way they're letting Georgia into Canada. No, no chance. So just before we go, let, let me ask you both this, because this is my opinion on, on Dante, is that it's not so much a product situation, even though we need more products. Don't misunderstand. It is a knowledge base. We do not have enough integrators in the residential space who understand or are comfortable to use Dante. Because I still see ridiculous questions all over every forum I'm in. I've got to get audio to an outbuilding 500 miles away. And I'm pretty sure my 14 gauge speaker wire won't do it. Because they just don't know. Because there are many ways to get in and out of Dante. Yeah, and utilize that. it to get around the building or around the facility or around the property and then break it out into everything else that you already use. But, but five years ago or so, we were they, they're doing the same game with HDMI. 
right? So there was, there was a time that HDMI, like I have to get a 50 feet. Oh wait, it's not working right. But I bought this cable. It was $39.99 from Best Buy, right? Before extenders and all that. 50 foot cable was never $39.99 Best Buy. Maybe at a a mono price. Mono price. Um, But yeah, so I think that, and and at some point they had to understand, we all had to understand what was a balance, what was an extender, how does it work? And there's still conversations about that. Now, you know, now it's 4K and to make sure that it's the right dot, dot, dot. So I think that it, it would force it if there's a need for it. So I love the passion that you have, Matt, for this Dante thing. It's, and honestly, it's the same passion that I have for I'm a video snob. A lot of people just turn the TV on and it looks great. I am actually a calibrator. So when I look at audio and, and when I look at video and I listen to audio, I am totally that guy. I'm a total snob about it. It has to be perfect. And so I'll go off on these tangents too, but then you have to pull yourself in and ask yourself, is there a mass market application? The answer in commercial is yes. Residential, I don't know. And 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 I it I think there is because if there wasn't a company as big as uh, LeGrand, which I think owns a lot, would not have jumped on top of that technology and used it. However, um, I'm waiting to see what happens. And just for the record, there have been a few times in life where I've pulled myself back. I don't always speak my mind while everybody on the podcast laughs at me right now. (laughs) Uh, I love you guys. That's the quote of the day. All right. Well, let's, let's, let's wrap it there. Thank you both for joining us. Heather, if people want to connect with you, learn more about Southtown AV, where can they do that? Our company website is South, S-O-U-T-H, Town, T-O-W-N, A is an Apple, V is Victor.com. Um, you can find me playing or complaining or all sorts of fun stuff on Twitter. Uh, tech underscore Chi, C-H-I, as in a balance between life and technology. Almost like wellness. Look at that. Almost like wellness. Like I feel like you were on it first. <gasps> I was on it first. All right. Thank you so much, my friend. Mr. Bronner, if people want to connect with you, uh, follow your rantings and ravings about college football. Um, where can they do that? And also find uh, Pro Audio Georgia. Uh, you can find me at ProAudioGeorgia.com, ProAudioGA.com. You can find me at ProAudio underscore GA on Twitter. I would spell it, but I can't spell so um, you guys look me up. I'm easy to find. Uh, I look forward to hearing. I hear from integrators all the time from all over the world. Um, I absolutely love talking to other integrators. So give me a shout and we can talk about my crazy opinions. I never said that. Uh, thank you both for joining us. If you'd like to connect with me, you can find me on Twitter at Matt D. Scott and pretty much every other social platform. But more importantly, please visit avnation.tv where you'll find this show as well as a wide variety of our other shows with all the verticals that we cover. When you visit the website, please take a moment to check out our supporters. We are extremely thankful for their support and ask that you check them out as well. Thanks again for watching. That's all the time we have for this episode of Resi Week. Thank you.